Hey guys, Mike here. Hey, on this episode of Mountain and Marsh, Brandon Moore with Turkey Mountain Taxidermy calls in. Uh, Brandon's been on before. Uh, Brandon's one of my favorite guys I've ever had on here. Super cool. Um, Brandon is the TikTok taxidermist. The guy goes live all the time. You can watch him caping elk and uh, painting up alligators and you know all kind of crazy mounts he does and um get into waterfowl this year as well uh also we talk a little bit about uh social media and things that social media have to do with brand recognition and brand growth so uh some cool content we go over brandon is a stick and string hunter he is a trad bow hunter he also invented a seat with out on a limb manufacturing and uh it is a solo leg seat that is uh, collapsible super lightweight easy to pack in in the mountain um in the brush and uh hunt off the ground with a bow it's it's a really slick product um and uh i hope everybody enjoys this one as much as i uh, enjoyed recording it thanks guys hey guys everybody who knows knows that i have been running a swamp stick extendable pole all year this year um from running my spinning wing decoys at five feet tall to uh, hanging my gear, my gun, my blind bag, um, the accessories I use, like my cell phone grip for manipulating the uh, the cell phone and getting some film, um, using it as a walking pole. I mean, using it to hang blind mesh on banks. Um, I've used this thing a bunch this year. I've had a blast trying to uh, figure everything out. And man, I would not go back now. I love it. I've even used it deer hunting with my bow. I've hung my bow from it in standing cornfields and sat on a bucket and hunted that way too. So look guys, if you would like one of these, or if you want to figure them out, if you want to see if it's something you'd like, check out my YouTube page, look up Swamp Stick. I got uh, a review on there, and um, I really love it, guys. Use code MAMP10 at checkout. Get 10% off. These things are cheap compared to the competitors. Uh, great product, man. Really great product, and I love it. I thank Sean for reaching out and uh, and getting me one of those because it has been a game changer for me this year. Uh, guys, again, MAMP10 at checkout. Get you 10% off. Thanks. All right, everybody. I'm here with Brandon Moore, Turkey Mountain Taxidermy. Brandon, how's it going, man? What's up, brother? Glad to be here, man. Hell yeah! Uh, you just got uh, you just got done hard days work putting in the hours over there, at Turkey Mountain Taxidermy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We mounted up two deer today. I did. Ain't no we. So yeah, we got we got two deer mounted up today. Just finishing up late day, but whatever. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you got you got to do that. You got to put in the late days to to grow the business. You know, to keep hustling, you got to put in those hours. That's right. We start all dads tomorrow, man. I ain't never mounted before. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, You got all. You've been doing all kind of new stuff. Like the last year, you've been doing all kind of new shit. (laughs) It's wild, man. I I can't remember when we did last one, but I've only been in business for twenty, like twenty five months now. And uh, so far, I mounted like an 11 foot alligator. I've got a 300, 
uh, no, like a 600-pound black bear in the freezer. There's going to be a full-body mount Whoa. coming up as soon as this gator gets out of here. Where'd that bear come from? Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. So, I mean, you know, it's crazy, man. I did a wolf from Idaho. It was shipped to me from Idaho for a local client or whatever. Uh, man, it's just wild, man. Uh, never, I don't know. I guess I never imagined it would be this quick, this fast. Like, you know, this much growth or expansion, whatever you want to call it. But it's been a wild ride. Yeah, for sure. I know that, uh, since the last time we talked, um, you've I know you've uh, you're getting ready to start doing waterfowl taxidermy. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, we're fixing to. Uh, I got to call the guy this week. Um, get a class set up for sometime in March, and then uh, yeah, we're gonna start trying to knock those out this summer. Yeah, that's wild, man. I mean, the gator. For anybody who hasn't seen, go over and check it out. Facebook Turkey Mountain Taxidermy, but. Just check out this gator. The uh, yeah, it is wild. I love I love how you guys did like the you did the ba- the base is sick, but then like the detail, it looks like it's creeping up out of the water with the with the uh what's it got some moss or, or like yeah. algae and shit on its back. Yeah, <laughs> bro, ain't nobody ever seen. I like I swear to God, as far as I can find, ain't nobody ever done alligator with moss on its back. I swear to God, like I can't find it. Nobody, I like. Nobody I know has ever seen it, but whatever. <laughs> like this guy brought me this alligator was whole, right? Like the thing was whole for like twelve hours or so. We lost some scales, and so instead of trying to rebuild it, which would be, you know, really hard because they're about as thin as paint. You know, we just painted them. Like I will put some moss on it, and then we put the moss on it. It's like all right, well, we need to kind of tie it together, make it flow, and then it came out like this. And this is, I think it's the coolest looking gator I've ever seen. Yeah, it turned out sick. It reminded me of. Uh... Of the Canatai place up here that does taxidermy, that's that's really big. It reminded me of all their stuff because they do some like crazy off the wall scenes and stupid realistic shit. And when I saw that, I was like, man, that reminds me of that. Like you guys are getting, you guys are getting so good that it's like it's kind of getting to that level where you're pumping out some really good taxidermy, bro. Listen, the kicker to this thing is I'm about to mount a duck. And most people, when they do these things, they put the duck like up above it, like it's flying off. The duck's going to be in the gator's mouth. Like, it's going to be the head out one side, like the wing out the front, and the feet out the other side. <laughs> I think you just caught it. I told him, I was like, man, everybody always does it this way, man. Let's do it like this. He's like, do it. So, word. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. It's getting, to, it's getting to be more of an art form now than it is just work. You know what I mean? Well, man, it's like, it's like, yeah, you get people that want you to do something cool and, you know, give you the reins to do it versus a deer, you know, deer, deer, you know, most people aren't going to get something super custom for a deer. They're going to want some, you know, standard stuff. But when you get to that life size stuff like this bear, oh man, I can't wait. What what are you doing with the bear? Are you just doing it like a stand up? No, it's going to be a uh, front legs higher than the back legs, like on all fours, you know, walking. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think we're going to do like an open mouth on it. It's gonna be, and then, uh, you know, we're going to do some kind of custom base for it too. It'd be cool. I've seen, uh, so a, a guy that I was out hunting with recently, uh, Andrew Scala out in uh, below Pittsburgh, Mon River Waterfowl. I was out there this season with him uh, shooting some ducks out there. And when I, I stayed over at, overnight at his house, and he's like, hey, man, uh, check out this room I got with all these mounts in it. And he gets – he gets every single Drake species mounted. He's got them mounted like all all over his house in this room. And I go in there and some of them got these bases on them that I was more jealous of the base than I was of the taxidermic. And I was like, whoever makes these bases, this is beautiful. So, you know what yeah. I mean? Like some, some of the bases that you guys do the same way. It's like, uh, it's almost like there's as much art in just the landscape as there is the animal itself. For sure. Yeah. Like, it makes a life-size mount, you know? It can make or break one. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, right, right, yeah. But, see, I, when we started, I started learning from, I started learning with these products that this company offers, whatever, Scenes of Nature, and, I, and like, I use their stuff all the time, and, no, and they told me the other day that they've never seen anybody use their products like this. But, they're, you know, of course, they loved it. Uh, but anyways, um, 
that whole plaster of Paris look, that, that whole thing we use, that's all completely customized. We can shape it how we want to. Basically make it out of the same stuff they make casts out of, like broken arms, you know? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's crazy, man. So you put a wire with some paper around it and just put that uh, that uh, plaster uh, plaster cloth on it. And then you put some plaster of Paris on you make whatever you want. So it's a pretty cool little trick. And, you know, it's kind of easy, but, it, man, it's fun. You can do whatever you want to do with it. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, this guy, I know the uh, – so the waterfowl is going to be really cool too because, like, this guy had – he had one that was, like – it was eiders, like sea eiders, and uh, which are – they're a big draw. A lot of people like to try to go out to Boston and try to kill those out in the ocean. And he had one with, uh, like, mussels, like, actually jutting yeah. out of – they were real mussels that were empty, but they were all stuffed inside the plaster of Paris – and it looks like it's a wet, mossy cliff hang with like mussels jutting and like uh, barnacles and shit on it. I'm like, man, that is so. Like, I would pay extra just to have something like that. That would be really cool. Yeah, man, that's that's where it gets fun, man. That's I like seeing that stuff. I hope I get to that level soon, but we'll see. I'm gonna try to do. Uh, I'm gonna try to do ducks and turkeys this year. Like, I think I'm gonna have to. Last year, the guy that was here last year, uh, he left, and he left. He was doing all the turkeys, left me with five, and out of those five, three of them won't need them out. And uh, and so I'm gonna have to mount at least three of them. So I'm going to go to a little class for that, then probably take in like ten. But man, we did a whole bunch last year. I think we took in fifteen total. That's something I've always wanted because I I grew up turkey hunting. I love turkey hunting. I've always wanted a just a big old stud turkey fluffed up, like the entire thing hanging from a limb, hanging off the wall. I, I was like, that that would be the coolest shit. Oh man, I'm gonna tell you the uh the coolest shit we did was that damn uh that grand slam tree. Like we did two grand slam trees for a guy. Yeah. And uh they didn't get them all. They got one uh, the guy got three and his wife got two. But man, they're so cool looking. Like that's what I'm gonna have to have one of those. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I want to do it with my longbow, man. I want to do it with my longbow off the ground. <laughs> I told my wife. I said, when, I said when I when I retire, and I'm gonna do it early. When I retire, I'm gonna go to every state and I'm gonna kill a turkey in every state. I said you can go along with me. We can get an RV. I don't give a shit. I said, you can go shopping and sightseeing, and every day I'm hunting turkeys. I'm going to kill one in every state. It's going to be my, yes, that's my goal. But, Do it, bro. I support it fully, man. I'm fixing to, uh, like, so when I switched, like, when I switched uh, careers from IT to taxidermy, uh, I was, you know, man, I was up there around, you know, the $100,000 a year mark, you know, in the IT field. And so, but I, I never had any money because I had child support. So, like, I, I got out of child support at the same time I lost my, like, job. And so, like, it was perfect. So, now I'm finally going to get to go do, it all, uh, go do all my hunting I want to do. Yeah, for so sure, man. That's, that's I'm planning I'm going to get the gator, and I'm going to Iowa next year. Oh, okay. Okay. You go, you going to Iowa turkey hunting, or are you going to go deer hunting? Deer. I got, I got three points. I'm going I'm to buy my fourth one this year. So I'll be able to draw probably next year. Hopefully. I mean, you know, we'll see. You You're going to try the, the public land thing or are you going to try to call somebody? Man, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I may, dude, I'm going to tell you, like, I've been, like, I've been pimping myself out on TikTok and, um, uh, but there's a lot of people on there. I could probably find somebody like with some private land. It would like, let me come out there and hunt, you know? Right. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the network of TikTok is crazy. Social media in general, dude. I've I've met. I mean, I met obviously through the phone and through social media. Met you, but I've met and talked to so many people, hunted with so many people. Like it's it's insane. And I don't even do. I don't have like a full blown business like you do. I, you know, do this shit, but uh, social media and all. But I've met so many people now, and it's just I just do this on the side for fun. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like it's it's crazy mm-hmm. the amount of people you connect with. Bro, the other day I had like six hundred people watching my live on TikTok for like thirty minutes. It was insane. Yeah, that's wild. You're uh, you're you're the TikTok taxidermist. Like, 
locally there's a there's a dude called like the TikTok Crabber here in Maryland that's like fucking huge. Yeah, oh, he's Luke McFadden, he's like 26 years old and the guy has a couple crab and an oyster boats and he's like that's his he's he makes public appearances because locally because he's fucking Instagram and TikTok famous. If that's oh that's how he God. got his nut. It's it's wild. Like so, it. social media is the craziest thing to me because I I am I when I started this shit I was not very good at it and I'm finally getting to the point where I'm I'm decent at it but I, still it's just like not I'm not good like you are and like he is that's for sure. Man, I'm telling you uh TikTok is man TikTok is fast. See, I started looking at it like I came out any more deer in a day. I came out I I took in a full year's worth of work this year already. <laughs> you know what I mean like I'm kind of not taking nothing else for, for till after turkey season for sure. Um, and so I can't make any more money physically working. I got to try to generate some passive income. And man, like TikTok, it's just such a huge market. It is crazy. Like you go in there and sometimes, man, when you get on the edgy stuff, listen, my new TikToks I've been putting on there, like this is all synthetic deer hives, you know, nothing here is real. This is all for educational purposes only. <laughs> and bro, I've got away with, uh, some crazy stuff on that. Well, like I've been pressure washing deer hives, and it's just like blood. But see, that's why I even have the TikTok taxidermist is because I got banned on like five other accounts <laughs> because I post dead deer in my backpack man I had. Yeah, that's why I get they banned me one time for that. Yeah, I, I got. Me. I got uh, with my my first ever time. I stayed off TikTok when. Uh, before Mountain and Marsh and during the beginning of Mountain and Marsh, I was like, I'm not fucking touching this Chinese bullshit. And then I got on TikTok for Mountain and Marsh. The first I like I edited I edited up this video. I do it right. It looks cool as shit. I got Kenny Loggins Danger Zone playing. I got me shooting video and ducks flying over. We're shooting the shit out of ducks. I got a bunch of ducks laying on the ground. My first video, I do all this work. I post it on there, and within 30 minutes, I get, like, a red flag, and it's like, fuck you, your post is gone. I'm like, what? Like, what? I didn't know that TikTok was like that, so then I'm, I'm like, kind of taken aback. Like, this is what I do. Like, this is Mountain and Marsh. What the fuck? And then I come, come to find out if you just type, this is a fake duck, they don't do anything. It's the weirdest shit to me. I don't know. But, yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, they don't like it at all. As, yeah, I don't know, man. It's frustrating, but you can't deny the like. I can go on, I can go on Facebook, and you know, I'm not getting, I'm getting like one or two viewers. You know, I go on TikTok, and most of the time, I'm carrying like forty. You know, <laughs> like, it's wild. So if you're going to perform, I guess you at least want people to see it. So yeah, the the uh, the the thing that you the things that you guys do, I guess, is something that most people on obviously most people on TikTok. I'm I'm saying it this way is Instagram and Facebook, you're going to find more taxidermist uh content because there just are more outdoorsmen on those platforms. Whereas on uh TikTok, I've never once may, maybe once other than you I've seen taxidermists. I don't think so, but maybe. But I mean I you never see taxidermist content on there. Yeah, they're kind of getting it's kind of hit or miss. You either got some, uh, you got some big ones, and you got some not big ones. You know, like like one of the guys I go live with all the time. Appreciate. It. Thank you. Sorry, man. How you doing, Peter? Uh, they uh, he got like forty thousand followers. I just got up to eight thousand. My buddy Matt, he's got eight thousand too. So, like, it's growing. You know, some people out there with hundred thousand followers on TikTok. That's pretty good. Yeah, the, so, the the entire social media thing is hard for anybody in doing anything in the outdoor industry. It's it's fucking hard. Like, you know, I I get even on Instagram, I get booted probably once a month to once every two months. I especially during hunting season, I'll I'll get flagged. Um, if I try to advertise anything that has any sort of dead animal in it, it will automatically tell me, "Sorry, you cannot advertise." So, I mean, it's a it's a struggle, but. You just keep, uh, if you just keep pushing through every once in a while, you strike gold. 
Yeah, you just have to keep doing it. There's it's the worst part of the whole thing is the marketing, social media. That's why yeah. I, I try to have a I try to have a good website, you know, and I want to have content there so people can get like unfiltered content there, I guess. But I've kind of let my website kind of fall off a little bit, but you know, whatever. So much, man. So much for when you hit like a one man show or whatever. It's like I was listening to uh, Chris Stefano was on Joe Rogan. And I was listening to that one. He's funny as shit. And I'm like, yeah, I'll give this one a listen. I'm listening to it. And he's like, yeah, Joe, actually, uh, recently, I just, he's like looking all skinny now. And they're talking about it. And he's like, yeah, like I'm wearing designer glasses and watches. And I'm taking care of myself. And I'm doing keto. He's like, I'm looking good out here. And also, I don't do social media at all anymore. And I was like, man, if I didn't have Mountain and Marsh, I wouldn't do it. But I have to oh, fucking yeah. do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a double-edged sword. It's like, sometimes I think about how much time it takes and how much energy it takes. I'm like, fuck this. But then if I don't do it, then Mountain and Marsh is obsolete, you know? So, Well, like, yeah, man, like, then it's like, that's the thing you love to do. The thing, like, the thing you love to do is, like, making the content. The thing you hate to do is make the content. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, the thing that you would love to do is the content. Like what you hate to do is like sit down and make up the videos, put the music to it, yada yada yada. Or the amount of uh, hate messages I fucking get, like the or the comment or like I, I use this around here locally. I was talking to some friends recently. And I'm like, man, like I'll post a video of me DIYing something, and it it'll have. Uh, a different set of decoy line on it than uh, people down south use or people in Arkansas use in flooded timber and shit. And everybody be like, man, that's cool. And uh, thanks for the tip. And then there'll be like two or three dickhead 18-year-olds who'd be like, why the fuck would you use that decoy line, you fucking loser? Like, And I'm like, you don't even fucking know, man. You don't even know what I'm, what I'm doing up here. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm, I'm killing you, you son of a bitch. Yeah, right, right. I'm like, what? I'm like how, how would you even say that shit to me? You don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm, I'm uh, hunting in the bay and the rivers and in ponds and in a lake. Like, And these guys, I was like, you're just hunting flooded timber every day, buddy. That's why, like, but they don't even think about it that way. They're like, fuck you, you piece of shit. Like, I don't know. It's, Every day. Oh, bro, that's so true, man. Dude, when I put my little hunting school video out, uh, it got like so much hate too. And I was like, bro, like I, like I literally have been hunting off of this thing for like six years now. I killed like a handful of like mature public land deer off the ground with it. You know, most of them inside a bow range. Like, what? Well, you know what I mean? Like, why are you arguing me over? Like, if it, if it does what I said, it'll do. Like, I'm telling you. Whatever. Yeah, like like when you put like if I if I shoot like a hundred and ten inch whitetail and pe I post it and I'm like, hell yeah, like it's been a couple of years, finally got a nice buck, and people were like, people in Iowa will comment on my post in fucking Maryland and be like, should have fucking gave it a year. Like it's a four year old fucking deer here, bro. What the oh my fuck? God. You know? I don't know. It's, oh it's stupid shit. No, but, it's true, man. I killed I killed a four year old buck this year on the WMA hunt. They had like a scrub seven point. Like it was like just a little deer. I mean, little rag deer. But when he run in there on me, I mean, he was a big body deer. So I shot him, and uh, it's four and a half years old. I posted, and everybody's like, "Post the jawbone, post the jawbone." So I posted, you know, the jawbone, and I was like, "See, oh, it must have been eating something hard." Shut the fuck up. These deer just <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been eating something hard, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been up there in the mountain eating the rocks, bro. Oh, God damn it. Oh, well, you know what? Uh, how about we tell everybody, because nobody last time heard about this, I want to tell everybody about the uh, invention and the, uh, the the engineering you've been working on and what's going on with that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Good good segue into that, I guess. Um, so it's a dual stool from Out on a Limb Manufacturing. Uh, I worked with them to design it or whatever. Basically, I just get like a commission. That's how it works. But it's a one-legged hunting stool, right? And it's kind of similar to what you would see as a marsh seat for duck hunting. Uh, minus, uh, minus the big wings that go out. It's an 18-inch seat post, and it folds flat, uh, weighs two pounds, has a seat pad, everything. 
Uh, the cool thing about it, and the reason I started using it, because I was hunting with a longbow. One, I had to be up off the ground a little more. I couldn't shoot like a, most compounds now. You can shoot probably flat on your butt. You know, <laughs> like yeah, you just yeah. sit up with a with a, with a recover longbow. You're not going to do it. So, but once the only stools that were available, you know, like you go get it would be like something from Walmart with a you know three legs that fold out or something. Well, I figured out that anytime you have more than two legs, or anytime you have more than one leg, I guess. Um, your seat will replicate the heel angle unless you have adjustable legs, right? Which that's where I add like a whole bunch of fidget time and weight to it. And, you know, kind of, you know, whatever, it gets aggravating. But anyway, so I did come out with this little one-legged stool that I started hunting off of, and, man, it was just perfect. You just kind of lean against the tree or even in some of these places where it was like uh, some tall grass, I would just sit on it, <laughs> just hide in the grass, you know? Yeah, and, this uh, I, I've been hunting on the mountain for a long time, and I've – me, my dad, my cousins, my brother, we've always hemmed and hauled about like, and and we're doing mostly, mostly gun hunting when we're in the mountain, but I'm like, I'm tired of my fucking legs going numb, trying to sit on a 45 degree angle, uh, you know, on the steep, in a steep area in the mountain to, you know, hunt bucks in the laurel thicket down there and your legs hurt. And your pants are rolling down, or you know, you know what I mean. Like your pants are sliding, yeah. and your fucking jacket's sliding up. You're trying to sit against a tree, like it's a pain in the ass to try to sit on the mountain. And when, as soon as you came out with this, I'm like, this is that's exactly <laughs> it's a perfect little seat for you. for that type of stuff. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's perfect, and and like it's just, I mean, man, you can't really like the thing I like about it, right? It's kind of like you know, everybody always says about saddle hunting, you know. It's like you can really get wherever you need to be. Well, with this stool, man, listen, there's way more blowdowns and, like, bullshit where a mature buck lives than there is climbable trees uh, upwind or or downwind of the trail he's going to (laughs) use. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, that's why he's on that trail because he's safe there. And how many people are going to hunt him there that he can't smell? But, man, with that stool, when the wind switches, you can just get up, walk, and be set back up in, like, 30 seconds. (laughs) Sit right back down. And I've shot multiple – I shot one deer. This year, like in five minutes of sitting down, I mean, it was less than a hundred yards from me when I sat down on my stool. That's one thing that uh, that I had told you before this past year. I I just decided I was. I'm also very busy, so trying to move, get time to move tree stands around on private land, or find the right trees to set up on public land. Instead, I could just pick an area. And just go there and hunt off the ground. Like I would, I spray painted a little short bucket, like a, it probably sits about a foot and a half tall. And I spray painted that thing black. And I just carry in, like I carry a bucket in my hand and carry my bow in the other. And I would just walk around as long as it wasn't mountain terrain. And I would just, I'd look on a map, find a spot and go after it because I just, I get tired of carrying all the bullshit around really. And so that's a, hunting off the ground's the best. Yeah, it's funny. Like people, people. I got I got into the whole saddle hunting craze too, right? Like I got into it, and I was big into it. But then, like I was weighing my pack, and my pack going in was fifty pounds. I mean, just because my climbing method was, you know, twenty pounds or fifteen pounds. I mean, hell, you got four pounds of sticks, and you know, four pounds of saddle, and uh, four more pounds of uh, platform or whatever, you know whatever it was and i mean it's just way more than i felt like fooling with and then once you get two miles in the woods then you gotta climb up the damn tree with all this shit and so you know what i want to do is walk right into my set sit down get quiet you know and man and it works i have a lot of times deer come check me out just because i don't sound i mean i walk in there and i stop just like a deer would you know like a deer walking in the area checking it out They'll come in there and just stop and watch. And I'll have deer. When I stop, they'll come over there looking for me. Happens happens probably more than you think. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I started. And I'm not trying to change the subject up. I'm just uh, using this as, as a premise. Like That's one thing I started doing even in waterfowl hunting this year was even setting up or thinking about how I would set up in an area. And it killed me more birds this year for sure. This is one of the best years I've ever had was I, I, I've i always done a deer hunting in the mountain because my dad taught me that at an early age. It was like, even turkey hunting too, it was like, if you can just walk and act like you're moving as if you are a deer or a turkey, it'll help you out in the long run. But also with ducks even, I, this year I was like, 
all right, stop the bullshit with the de- like. Don't worry about how many decoys. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about this. Like, where would I be if I was a fucking duck and it was twenty five degrees and the wind was blowing thirty mile per hour from the northwest? Like, I'd be hiding here, and then I would go there the next morning with eight decoys and kill a limit. Like we would. It just as soon as I started thinking like an, an the animal, I was like, "Yep, that works." It just kept fucking working. No, it's so true, man. Like when you start paying attention to that shit, man. When you start putting as many of those odds as you can in your favor, right? Like you can have the the sun, the sun at your back, and the wind in your face hunting deer. Probably with ducks too, but like you know, if you got those two things, man, you know you're you're deadly. But uh. And you know any 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 variation or any more advantage you got to take, you know you got to get through. But in these little draws and stuff up here, we're in these pine thickets, man. It's crazy uh, how thick this stuff is. You can't see twenty five thirty yards, and you can't shoot that. You're gonna your shot's gonna be like ten yards or under. Like I can't shoot real good, so they got to be close. <laughs> well, I've I've actually never been. That's another thing is I've never been a great bow shot like i have my buddy dylan that's part of mountain and marsh dylan dylan will heart shot a, a buck at 50 yards like he's just he's just like that and for me i'm not i also spend a lot of time concentrating on hunting different animals and in different ways and different terrains so i've never taken the time and been like i'm gonna become the next fucking levi morgan or whoever so <laughs> for for me like it's it's easier for me at up to 20 yards off the ground is way easier than 35, 40 yards on a field edge, 20 feet up in the air. 100%. The deer ain't fucking jumpy. Man, I shot a 10-pointer a couple of years ago, you know, five steps, bro. When you feel that mature buck in there on you at that, you know, at that level, man, he's running and you feel his hoof, like, man, I swear to God, it's like thunder. And, man, they're right there on top of you. That's the only way you'll want to do it ever again. So, like I'm supposed to be going to Iowa, and I'm thinking about possibly just going in there with that in them thickets and just sitting down on my stool somewhere. I bet. I mean, there's so many deer out there I'd shoot. <laughs> like, <laughs> you'd be the only fucking bro. guy. You'd be the only guy there. You'd be, you'd look around like up the ridge. There'd be a guy in a saddle over there, and you'd look the other way, and there'd be a guy in a saddle over there, and they they would smell like first light. You you wouldn't even have to fucking see them. You could smell <laughs> the fucking first light coming off of them. <laughs> You you be down oh in the, you be down in the thicket shooting all their fucking deer, bro. They go running by the motherfuckers with the air hanging out of them. <laughs> oh god, man. I mean, that's what, I mean that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, I think there's so many deer out there, and I'm such a I'm not very picky, man. I do want to be three years old, but after that, I don't care. Uh, but you know, hell, I mean, I go in there because the thick stuff out in Iowa ain't like it is out here. The thick stuff in Iowa is like a what well, like maybe like a staging area or something here it's uh not the stuff they would bet in primarily you know it's probably the like multiflora rose it's probably yeah it's probably like uh they got all that that multiflora rose or green briar and it's all shit like that they don't have like the i know like for for us up here in the mountain it's if you get in those laurel thickets you can't fucking see shit no no man that's why did i start going in these thickets and finding me a trail and basically, I just have one shooting lane to one trail. That's it. <laughs> right? Like, 10 yards, I'm going to have to see them or hear them coming and be ready. When they walk in that thing, I'm shooting. <laughs> like, it almost worked this year with a big, big deer, but he went the, uh, he, he went left instead of right. There's, so, a, anyway. there's a guy out in the – he has Omen Outdoors, Nate, and uh, – He's out in Kansas. He's from Florida, but he lives. He's stationed in Kansas, and they do a lot of hunting out in Kansas. And they uh, they hunt coyotes out there. But the way they do it is, and it is the coolest shit. And I'm yet to do it, and I need to. But they do this thing where they hunt coyotes off the ground in the daytime with twelve gauge shotguns, and they get in the thickest shit, and they shoot these things at like ten yards. And I was like, Hell that's yeah. got to be the coolest shit. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. That's fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You got to do that one. So uh, last year, I mean, th- just this past year, what all did you kill this last year? I know you got you, you got one buck, right? 
And you get yeah, I killed one. Yeah, I killed one. He was three and a half, whatever, off of off our little local WMA. I killed a doe uh, off the ground with my longbow. Uh, never even let an arrow go at a mature deer with my, you know, my bow, or whatever. Just uh, didn't really see that many. I was hunting this new swamp that we found, and we're kind of putting it together. But I've been doing some off the scouting this year. I want to try to get it done early. I ain't got stress about it. But then I got my one of my half witted friends is talking me into going to Colorado in September. I think. So, oh, that that would be cool. You gonna do? Uh, you gonna take the longbow, or you gonna? Bro, hell yeah, I'm taking the longbow. You know, you can't kill a bunch of cool shit with a longbow if you don't take the longbow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. that's what happened to me on that 10-pointer, right? My buddy Chris put me on this uh, put me on this deer, right? And he was like, man, because I had pictures of him, and I ain't been going hunting that much, and he and he doesn't kill two big deer. And he was like, hey, man, this deer's showing up over here on this camera. You want to go kill him? Go kill him. So I went over there that morning and killed him. And, uh, and uh, shit, what the hell was I talking about? I lost it. Oh, the the it was a ten point you shot. You, I remember. Was it the one up in the mountain where you shot it uh, yeah. with your with your longbow off the ground? Yeah, yeah, I shot him right there off the ground. I can't remember what the hell I was telling that story for. There was some point to it. I lost it, but anyway, that's a cool story. <laughs> <laughs> I love telling that story, man. Yeah, that that uh, is a that's one of the, that's probably like the one I remember the most from when you were on. Uh, was that well, when that buck was running past you? Yeah, well, the other one I killed last year was a big deer, a big eight-pointer. He was five and a half years old, uh, and I killed him on the first day of the rifle hunt, and he was like a big, big deer. Biggest deer we had on camera over there, which is still only like a, maybe a hundred-inch eight-pointer, maybe. Uh, but he was five and a half years old, so that's where they live at, man. They live in that thick stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep getting in it until I kill Well, I think I think that like for us where we hunt down in uh say down in Virginia, it's it's big mountain, but the thickest area like even when I was a kid, I remember my dad my dad didn't understand back then topography and he didn't understand the fact that like bucks would bed in certain areas on certain side of the ridge and certain times of the year, yada yada. But the only thing my dad knew was if we walked Two miles from camp, and then we got into the thickest shit we could get in. He he he's never been picky down there on public land. You're allowed a buck, no matter if it's a one horn spike or a eighteen point. But you're allowed one buck on public land, um, and he'd be down there. I think it's two now, but we would just go away from camp and go to the thickest area, and we'd always he'd always kill when I was a kid with him. And so that's just how I, you know we've all come up was like find where they're at. The deer are going to be where it's thick. They're going to be hiding from us. Bump them around, shoot them. Like that was just always <laughs> the way we did it. it. It's like it almost seems too simple because I know guys who even hunt the mountain who are like, all right, I got my thousand dollar hunting suit and I'm going to haul my, you know, like you were talking about with the saddle. I'm going to haul my shit out here and I'm going to, I'm going to set up on this bench over here between this thicket and this peak over here and i'm gonna catch the deer moving this way and my dad would just be like uh let's just go get some laurel and shoot something <laughs> like it no, it's it just, just worked find that some way. fucking deer yeah it, find that's how deer. it all don't overthink it it's like that's what i like that's my favorite that's what i'm doing these days man i'm just walking i, I don't sit down i don't sit down to hunt unless i find something hot unless i find something i want to sit if I don't find nothing, I'm not sit there for five or ten minutes just to rest my legs. But if I don't find nothing I'm interested in, I'll I'll just get out of there. Early. I don't care. Uh, unless I've got them on camera coming through or something, you know, I'm trying to get get them at a destination spot. Uh, but it, you know, then I've done found them. I know where they're at. But if I don't find something good, I don't even hunt. But you just go stroll through that stuff. You find some hot sign, and first time in there, man, you'll run into them most of the time. Yeah, for sure. Oh, cool. My my favorite my favorite days in the mountain, windy or lightly rainy. They're my favorite days on the mountain because you can get stupid close to some deer bedded down when it's yeah. really windy or if it's a little bit rainy. Yeah. Oh, dude, here's a pro tip for ground hunting, man. Get you an ASAP three D suit. There's your pro tip. That's what uh that's what I use. You heard of them before ASAP? ASAP. Is it A S A C? 
ASAT. I'm going to Google it right now. Yeah, off-season, off-terrain. Bro, they're a 3D suit. I use the jacket and the head net on it. Man, it's oh, invisible no to deer. Bro, invisible to deer. That's all you need. Don't don't fuck with the pants. They get caught on too much shit. You just bring your jacket in with you when you sit down, put that on it, man. Those motherfuckers come in there, bro, they look right through it. As long as you ain't sitting there waving your arms around. Damn, now, I get a, now I'm going to buy one of these. I could use one of them. Don't worry. Don't worry about the rest of the shit. Just buy the 3D shoe. Just turn and wear it over what you got. Yeah, I could use one of these, like, even uh, tying it back. I could use one of these duck hunting. Bro, this, turkey hunting? This thing's perfect. Turkeys are perfect. They can't see that shit either. I'm telling you, man. That's the thing. Instead of a ghillie suit and all that weight and shit, same thing, right? Be like, I got my ghillie suit. I'm like, bro, I ain't wearing that hot ass shit. Like, I'm if it's in if it's early season here in Georgia, bro, I swear to God, I got shorts on. I've wear I've worn my damn like Crocs in there, just suit up. I'll take my leaf, my whole leafy suit, just put it all on, sit there in my thermostat. <laughs> and listen, here's why. Let me tell you this. So when I started making these box grapes on this public land. Uh, I, I've been screwing up because I ain't been hunting them when I make them thinking it needs to cool down. But, bro, I go in here and make these box scrapes in shorts and hiking boots, you know, no gloves or none of that fancy shit these people say you got to have. Just go out there and kick a big old spot out where the deer should be, break a branch off higher than your head. You want it real high up in the air when, it, when it's broke. You want it hanging above your head. It drives them crazy. And every time I do it, man, there are mature deer in there in less than, 72 hours every time i know my issue then because i i've made mock scrapes over the years but i'm a lot shorter than you so i probably get a lot of the two-year-old deer uh that aren't aren't very big yet they like to come into well, mine because i can't reach I think, very high <laughs> i think well, i think they, i think they just see it farther you know that's my theory on it i don't know hell, I, hell we got videos of year and a half old deer standing up licking these things that's yeah. that's one thing I'm super excited about this year. I got uh, I, this is actually on my own property, but we have almost no food right around us. But we're surrounded by battlefield, and so the other oh, day, shit. me and my my son, yeah, I got a guy who like Meldatex here, and he dug three feet down and found a fucking unexploded artillery shell from the Civil War behind my house on my property and shit. Yeah, but. So I, I'm walking with my son the other day through the woods, and I'm I think it was Sunday, and I, I found a shed. I reached out and got the shed, and it was in the in the grass. And I kicked the grass over, and when I kicked it, all the grass moved. And I was like, "Wait a minute! None of the grass was like attached. It's it's like this grass that creeps over everything." And so I fucking started dragging it all back, and I realized I got this full area that I can just take a leaf rake and I just got to cut down like three small sapling trees and I can put a full throw and grow spread. I can might even be able to get a tractor back in there, and put yeah. a full food plot in. So I'm amped now. Cause I know I'm going to get all, I'm going to have all these deer coming into this thing, but I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm thinking already. I'm like, I might be able to put up a, I, I've seen, I don't know if you've ever seen that. I've seen people putting up like pieces of rope, uh, stuff like that for pieces of like yeah. a, like a real heavy duty rope maybe like a marine grade rope so i might do something like that put some rope up real high in the up in the tree and get a nice mock scrape out there put a trail cam on it this summer so that'll be cool fuck yeah you gonna make you one out in the middle of it yeah i think you'll make you a I, I think, scrape yeah thing. i think what i'm gonna do is so like to paint the picture it's a, an old seat. Like I own this woods, but then it's a square that used to be a barn 40 years ago. And it's now this big area that they covered it up with a bunch of dirt and it's all topsoil. And then I have, I'm going to put a tree stand where my house is going to be, it's either going to be a tree stand or I'm going to put up like a makeshift ground blind. I don't know yet. And it's going to be like 30 yards from the side of my house. And I'm gonna the, yeah. the wind will all the like the dominant wind in the north will either be blowing my scent in, into my neighbor's yard out of the woods or into my yard toward my house out of the woods, and then I'm gonna have this big square like probably close to a quarter acre to like something like that. It probably maybe even be more than that that I get total, and I'm just gonna rake the whole thing out, go in there, put in a food plot. I'm gonna 
have everything done up right. It's going to be like the first time. In PA, we can't bait, so I have to put something on in the ground and uh, give the – I might even put a little bit of corn in there. I don't know, but it's going to be like the first time I've ever actually tried to manipulate my own property. So that's pretty cool. Oh, oh crap, bro. Hope you get a monster off of it. Nope. We don't have very many big deer in our area in general, but around these battlefields, there are some studs. And I oh, I killed yeah. a big buck here some years ago, but I also uh, I actually shot a limb and completely hacked the shot on like a 150-inch buck here right behind my house i was i was sitting in my backyard on my ass and so yeah. that was uh that was shitty but yeah we got some Fuck nice yeah, ones around bro that's a win hey it was it was it was close i mean I, when i shot literally i watched my arrow swack and hit the ground and he just looked he turned and looked right at me it was a hot doe there and they ran off but uh it's it, it is what it is but it's really cool like this year is going to be the first year I actually get to put – I got a guy who's supposed to come uh, on the podcast here soon, and we're going to talk about some food plot stuff, some mineral site stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to learn about all this stuff now. It's like it's like my new venture. It's my new thing I'm going to do. See, I don't have any property yet. Like, what I'm thinking of, like, I got this place I found in the swamp. and I'm thinking, bro, and I'm trying to figure out if it's going to be legal, if I can take some throw and grow in there crazy it's like a road bed in the middle of this swamp right and it's just like it's always wet i just want to go in there with a bag of throwing girls you know <laughs> just throw it out there and see what happens well it's it's actually completely legal if you don't get caught so if you just throw everything yeah. out and, and just shove the bag in a stump and nobody will ever know <laughs> so all you got to do is get away with it there <laughs> my neighbor actually has a little roadway back through his property and the we don't like i said we don't have much of the deer to eat around here in just a roadway that was in the woods he threw some throat like some clover throw and grow out shit popped yeah. and uh deer deer ate the hell out of it so oh yeah they love that shit but all right so before we get off of the the podcast here i want to uh i want to ask you one last thing and that's What's up with your neighbor? You've been posting that on your personal Facebook. <laughs> Bro, fuck, fuck Paul is the movement here at Turkey Mountain Taxidermy. Bro, he built this fucking fence across my damn driveway, and I ain't seen him like since he built it. Really, he ain't moved in or nothing. It's just he's just been, it's just, he's just gone. So over the weekend, somebody like I don't know who the hell backed into it, but somebody bumped it a little bit. It's a little leaning. But whatever, man. I don't know. We're trying to figure out if we're going to go to court over it or, uh, you know, build a bigger shop, get a bigger dumpster, move it up next to his house. Is your shop at it. your house? Is like you live yeah. there? So yeah. That, yeah, yeah. that's what makes it shitty because it's not like you already pay for a shop. So you ha you could, it's not like you could just say, all right, well, I already paid this expense. I'll go rent another facility or buy another facility, whatever. Like if this is your house, I mean the only that is the only thing you could do is like get out of there and find somewhere else. But that would be a, one hell of a move. Yeah, it's like that's gonna be probably like five, like I figure five to seven year deal. Like in in a couple, and like I need another building now, but I think I'm gonna expand by building uh, by getting those little wood buildings and getting all of my tanning operation in there. It'll clear up a lot of floor space in here. Right, yeah, that's uh, I mean, you're you're doing really well, so hopefully, hopefully, it becomes something that that you can move oh, yeah, on to the next one. You know, it ain't gonna have no choice, man. It ain't gonna have no choice. I'm gonna make it. Well, is so, your yeah. uh, is your neighbor enjoying your your uh, dumpster over there? Dude, <laughs> dude, he hates it, man. He came out that one day, man. He came out that one day, and he was just like mad, mad as hell, shaking his head. But apparently, you know, he's a millionaire. His daughter's a millionaire and from California. So fuck people from California, too. Um, they're like, it's a 90-year-old guy, man. Just come out here to fuck with me. Bought his house. It's going to be a dick, like, for no reason. You know? It's strange. So whatever. This is what you get when you sell your, sell your land to people from California, guys. Don't do it. The money's no good here. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to be a dick. I'm. Not, well, I would say it about the area I live in too. But 
why would why would somebody from California move out there to Armachi? Like what? Why would he move Man. to where you are? <laughs> I don't even know, bro. I have no idea. Like, I think at this point, we almost think he might be just uh, he's gonna try to rent it out. Like he just was buying it, you know, to rent it out when he moving here. So he just buying it, building the fence, and rent it out to somebody. I don't know. But I'm gonna go get I'm gonna go get some plywood. Uh, well, we got to see what the lawyers say, but. Uh, so my dad was looking at some plywood. He starts, I start seeing real estate people up there paint on, you know, rotten deer meat in freezers. Freezers stay here year round. <laughs> that's a, that's Football. a good, it's like, uh, it's like in Step Brothers when he's, when he's, yeah. when he stands up in the clan fucking up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, well, yes, yes. Yeah, that's, yes, that's, that's, that's fucked up, man. I mean, it's if, if he if he's that old, it's almost as if he's he's just trying to do his best to leave this earth being a dickhead. That's it. Yeah. Well, it's fuck Paul, so fuck Paul. Yeah. Well. <laughs> All right. Whatever, Has- hashtag fuck Paul. Yeah. Thank you about taxidermy. Y'all come check us out. Yeah, man, for sure. Everybody, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, check out Turkey Mountain Taxidermy. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Peace. That's it.